This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. Introducing Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer. Blending the smooth, creamy nitro taste of Guinness with hints of coffee, chocolate, and caramel. Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer, your new favorite part of the day. Look for it where Guinness is sold. Must be 21 and over to purchase. Please enjoy responsibly. Diageo Beer Company, New York, New York. What is going on, y'all? This is Steven from Headlock Talk. we got some exciting news for you. Our longtime sponsor, Naturally Hemp's, has now given us a Headlock Talk promo code. Woo. Go to naturallyhemp's.com, use code HLT10 at checkout to get 10% off your entire order. And, by the way, it does not expire. Yes, this is true, Steven. I use Naturally Hemp's gummies for sleep aid, for muscle pain, and for post-workout recovery. And might I also mention, the lotions are great on your skin and they smell fantastic. Oh yeah, it's all really good stuff, but we also have some more for you. NaturallyPureSanitizer.com for all your hand sanitizer needs. Use code HLT10 at checkout to get 10% off your order. Also, if you are a vapor and you are in need of e-liquid, AmericanVaporCompany.com. Use code HLT10 at checkout to get 10% off your order. Yes, they have a fine variety of uh, candy flavors, tobacco flavors, menthol flavors, and fruit flavors. So I'm a very big fan of that too. Oh yeah, all really good stuff. And again, code HLT10 at checkout at all of these websites gets you 10% off your order. Now on with the show. Headlock Talk is officially back, ladies and gentlemen, and that can only mean one thing, a little bit of a recap episode. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk about all the stuff that we've missed while we've been away, including Hell in a Cell, some Survivor Series previews, and of course, a sneak peek to AW Full Gear. Welcome to yet another episode of Headlock Talk. Oh, snap. Oh, snap, indeed. I am, of course, the Texas gentleman, Tanner Pruitt, and as always with me here, the one, the only, Mr. Stephen Grudy. Hello, sir. Hello, Stephen. How's it going today? (laughs) It's going good. And hello, listeners. Yes, hello, listeners and viewers. And viewers. I was going to add the viewers. You you got to add the viewers part. Hello. Hi. (laughs) If you can see us, we are now... Here on YouTube. Yeah. 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 It's been a long time coming. It's been, really has been, yeah. truthfully. Um, you know, so we're really excited to be here. I know that maybe our, our background is not um, 
I mean, it's 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 not wrestling. It's, it I, is what it is. This is this is my office. I I I just work here. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, no, I'm excited. This is fun. It's our return episode. Yes, Se- season two. Season two of Headlock Talk. Oh, that looks good on the screen. Yeah, look at that. Oh man, you can see our faces. You can, you can see the face. What a return. Indeed. What a return. It, it, it is quite the return. Um, very excited to be mm. here. we got a lot to talk about here, mm. Stephen. we got a lot to get into. Uh, of course, what I want to ask of you here right now, if you are listening or viewing for, for the very first time, please like, share, subscribe, uh, wherever you're listening uh, or watching this show, be it YouTube, uh, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, you know, all the things. Give us a like, share, subscribe, and uh, yeah, leave a five star rating review wherever you can. That mm-hmm. would definitely help us out quite a good deal. On, uh, sorry, I believe we're on Google also. Yes, right? yeah. Google Podcast as mm-hmm. well as Amazon. So make sure to Ooh. hit those up as well. Yeah, fun times, great mm-hmm. memories. Um, and then yeah, we also big news, new affiliate here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are a part of Super Kicks now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you head on over to superkicks.com for wrestling merch, wrestling t shirts, hoodies, hats. Anything you got? I was taking a look at some of their their merch here, Stephen. Mm-hmm. Super dope stuff. Uh, See I, what I, I like about their their merch is uh, I wear very like minimal yeah uh, type type stuff like like just dark like, colors you can, not, you can see uh, it. yeah like i mean not lots of <laughs> logos you know uh it, and i like the super kick stuff because it, it's very minimal it's very simple it is i like that i like that a lot i i do too i i, I really enjoy it and um like i said it is winter time so obviously you need to go and get get yourself some new hoodies new beanies go to superkicks.com that's s-p-r-k-i-x mm-hmm. superkicks dot com use promo code hlt10 for all of your purchases you get 10 percent off uh no matter what so make sure to go again sprkix.com and use promo code hlt10 mm-hmm. at checkout mm-hmm. yeah and we'll have a link in the uh in the description as well yeah, so we'll you can click down there link in the promo code all that mm-hmm. good stuff uh so yeah fun times great memories yes indeed mm-hmm. it is indeed. actually very exciting Having a, having a clothing brand as a sponsor is very exciting. It is indeed. Very exciting. It is indeed. So thank you to to the fellows over at Super Kicks uh, for uh, for the new sponsorship. Yeah. Greatly appreciate that. Um, Steven, it's been a long time. It has been a long time. Uh, we've yes. got a lot to talk about, a lot to catch up on. We've been out of the game for like a month, and yet it seems like it's an, it's an it feels eternity. like an eternity. Yeah, truly. Um, I think part of that's due to you know just 2020 in general. But yeah. uh, you know, wrestling hasn't uh, hasn't slowed down really, and, no. and uh, things have just continued happening in our absence. So uh, you know, for better or worse, but we're here to talk about it. We are. That's that's what we do. We headlock talk about it. Anyway, <laughs> um, man, two years in, and that joke still doesn't work. Nope, no, it doesn't. <laughs> it, it doesn't. Um, so, so I guess where do you want to start here, Stephen? Because there's there's a lot. I mean, we could we could start with the G1, which is mm-hmm. really important. We, we've watched a little bit of the G1. Mm-hmm. I've watched the whole thing at this point. I know we, you and I, have watched some of it together. Right, right. I guess what what did you make of the G1 in and of itself? I mean, I really, really enjoyed the G1. Obviously, we we always talk about G1 being like it, it, it's the best wrestling out there. Really, yeah. Just in terms of just what's happening in the ring. Uh, and, and this year's G1 definitely was not a, a disappointment in that aspect. I will say, though, I did prefer last year's, but last mm. year had a little bit more a little bit more heart 
to it. You know, it had the story mm-hmm. with, with Kota Ibushi. And, you know, Kota did win his second one this year, and that's awesome. But it, it just didn't have the same, like, heart-wrenching feeling of the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then the uh, the Okada-Osprey match, what was good, not as good as last year. Uh, so, it, I don't know. Good, but not as good as last year would probably be, like, my my in a sentence nutshell of it. Um, mm. But it was very, very good. It was very good. I feel like they made a lot of safe moves. Right. I, f- I feel like going with Kota Ibushi is very much a safe move mm. uh, in, in that, uh, you know, he won it last year. It's a good story for him to go and, and repeat it as a, a G1 winner. Mm-hmm. He's going to go and face Naito. He's got a, 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 an opportunity for redemption because he lost, he pretty much lost the double gold dash right. entirely last year. Um, so yeah, I mean, I would hope that it's a good redemption story for him. Um, but see, I, I would even argue that, that Sonata would being, uh, winning would, would have been a, a little bit of a better story, you know, cause there, there was the whole thing when, when Naito originally lost the belts from evil that no one from LIJ came out and, and was like helping him out, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so to have Sonata come out and, and, uh, you know, he, he finally did re- redeem himself, I would say, uh, at least in a lot of people's eyes by, uh, you know, being there for Naito and also just absolutely showing out in the G1. He was fantastic this year. Uh, and so if Sonata had won, it would almost be like the redemption of LIJ to a certain degree. And so I would have preferred Sonata to win, but but to your point, Ibushi winning was a very safe bet. So I can't necessarily be mad at it, you know? Mm. Hey, I mean that's 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 a decent enough point. Uh, let me ask you this: mm-hmm. with Abushi winning it, mm-hmm. um, I mean, obviously, uh, I think he's he's being challenged by Jay White. I don't know if that's actually happened yet. I've been so out of the loop in, on, on New Japan recently. Let me check this out because I think he, Jay White is supposed to be challenging right. uh, Kota Abushi. Um, New Japan. I mean, do you do you think Abushi would go all the way and beat Naito at, at Wrestle Kingdom fifteen? Oh man, that's that's really hard. Um, I could see it. Uh, I would say I can definitely see it, just for the sense of like you know, twenty twenty has been really really rough, and, and that would be a a very good way to uh you know put a put a happy little happy little exclamation point at, at the end of this whole you know COVID season that we've had with with uh you know not just New Japan obviously everywhere, but but specifically with COVID's or, or New Japan's like. COVID saga or whatever mm. uh, that could be a really happy ending for that. Um, at the same time, though, Naito is a, is a fan favorite. A lot of people really like him, uh, so you know, not everyone would like it. It wouldn't be a happy ending for everyone, you know. Mm. So it'd be a happy ending for some people, perhaps. So it'd be cool for me. It'd be cool for you. I know. <laughs> I, it'd be I, cool. I I would like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, as a big fan of Kota Ibushi, I think that he deserves. Uh, to be champion, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, I, I guess we'll have to wait and see here, Steve. Yeah, it, it really just depends, honestly, if they if they want to give and basically if they want to give Naito a second chance. Not not in the sense that like Naito flubbed his first chance or anything, but mm. COVID happened and he wasn't really able to <laughs> you know really be that double champion that that they had built up. So I mean. Yeah, it, it just depends on on if they're if they want to like do a mulligan on, on Naito's double champ run. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, let's let's talk about uh, somebody else who never really got a, a a big shot at being champion mm-hmm. 
because of COVID. Let's talk about Drew McIntyre. Yes. Uh, and and one of the things that's been talked about in wrestling circles on Twitter and on Reddit, is, uh, especially, is um, you know Drew McIntyre. Uh, he he lost uh, to Randy Orton at Hell in a Cell. Right. He's no longer the champ. Uh, you know, uh, he held the title very, very well for six months, but he, he never really got that, that big moment to be champion in front of the fans. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird. Yeah. I mean, uh, I guess, what, what do you make of, of, I guess, the fallout from Hell in a Cell? WWE Hell in a Cell, of course. Right, right. Um, It's tough, man. It, it's tough, honestly. Like, with, with Drew McIntyre, if he had a crowd... He could have been a huge, huge champion, honestly. Mm. And, and that man was trying so hard. He he was really trying. He was really working it. And, you know, you got to give him props for that 100%. And I, I feel like in, in a different time with, with COVID not around, uh, Drew McIntyre would have been looked back at, on as like a very, very solid champion. I do believe that. Mm. Um, but I will say dur- during the this COVID season, it was a little lackluster for me. I, I did enjoy Drew McIntyre. Uh, I, I liked his work rate, obviously, but there was just kind of something missing there. You know, it was that, it was that energy that, mm. that a champion can, can exude out. And you know, uh, uh, a lot of that is, is probably due to fans not being there and not being able to feel that, that energy and feel that electricity uh, that, that the crowd is giving to the champion. But, I don't know. It, it it really just depends on on how it goes forward. You know, a mm. lot of people are asking, and I think you were uh, going to pose the question like, "Is he buried or not?" Right? Mm. And I would say, no, not right now. I mean, he he was for all intents and purposes a solid champion for for these last six months. So I wouldn't say he's like dead and gone and buried, and and we'll never see Drew McIntyre as he is right now. But I don't know. Randy Orton's the safe bet. So they're they're gonna I guess push with that. I mean, obviously they're they're setting up Randy Orton Edge, you know, clearly. That that's the way it seems, man. And yeah. I, I remember us talking about it back when they had the greatest wrestling match of all time. Dumbest name. The greatest wrestling time. match of all <laughs> It's so dumb. It's uh, just so dumb. We talked about that being the the story, especially with Edge coming out of the match being injured. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think that that made a huge difference um, in terms of uh, the story arc and where things go from there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, um, not um, I, I really do feel for Drew quite a bit, um, and 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 we'll we'll do a. I'll, I'll repose the question to you here in a later segment, mm-hmm. um, but obviously we need to we need to talk a little bit more about Hell in a Cell. Roman Reigns did defeat Jay Uso in an I Quit match inside of Hell in a Cell. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I guess the loss was a result of uh, Roman using this new guillotine. I think you got you kind of got your wish here, Stephen, from a few episodes back. You wish that with uh, Roman Reigns being uh, a heel now, Mm -hmm. that he would no longer be using the Superman punch, and he still does use it, but he's using this guillotine choke now Mm -hmm. as well. He put the the guillotine choke on um, Jay's brother, Jimmy, Yes, and uh, Jay uh, quit. Uh, because of that submission, almost in solidarity oh. with his brother, you know, <laughs> almost, <laughs> almost, yeah. Um, I I found the match itself to be quite long, yeah. Um, but um, 
with, with that being said, it was brutal. It, there mm-hmm. was um, a, a quite a bit of emotion in it. Um, and, and I see why they did the finish the way that they did. Um, now Jay is supposed to be, uh, like Roman Reigns is like, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know, like servant, I guess is what Paul this is the word that Paul Heyman used. Mm-hmm. Like he's supposed to, to, you know, go to, uh, Roman's every, uh, beck and call. Right. Right. It seems. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I will say. Uh, you know, some people liked the match. Some some people really didn't like the match. Uh, I do agree with your sentiments. Pretty long, but mm-hmm. um, I will say the the ending of the match. Uh, I actually really enjoyed the ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, with the you know, it was very very emotional. It had that that family connection and every betrayal. You know, um, but I actually really liked it because it's something new from from Roman. It's something we haven't seen from Roman Reigns. Right. Uh, you, you know, not at least not to like this this level you know right uh and, and so i i actually really enjoyed it the, this is like the uh the final nail in, in the coffin of old like babyface roman and we're we're finally into like th- this is heel roman that is yeah. who he is and and there's no going back so i, I did enjoy the ending at least for like what it represented mm. you know well and i was gonna ask you how you felt about heel roman too do you mm-hmm. feel like this is a this is like a, a new chapter, a new uh, like going in the right direction here for for Roman. Uh, I mean, it, it's not like resonating a hundred percent with me, mm. but it's resonating like sixty percent. You know, <laughs> like not, I, I'm not, not not all the way, no, not all the way. Like I'm not all the way there yet, but but I'm really just happy that he's doing something different and, and that he's not just going out there and being like look i'm roman reigns aren't y'all happy i'm here you know and and he's actually (laughs) i don't know it's just different and that's what i've been waiting for from roman is something different because he's been the same person for like the last six years you know so this is true he he is now the the tribal chief Mm. that's that's what i believe they call him now i believe so um (laughs) that new tattoo is sick too which one uh it's on his uh on his left like back shoulder blade takes up like a, a section of his back it's just it's like an extension of the, oh, yeah, the yeah, tribal yeah. stuff that he's had uh, yeah. on his shoulder but it's sick I huh. like it cool <laughs> <laughs> tattoos man sweet <laughs> I got them what up um, <laughs> uh, let's see here Elias defeated Jeff Hardy by disqualification moving on I don't want to talk about that all right fair enough uh, <laughs> uh, the the Miz the Miz defeated Otis for the Money in the Bank briefcase. Now, a um, little bit of controversy here. Uh, been going around on the Twitter and Reddit circles recently, mm. uh, Stephen. Uh, uh, it was there's a few uh, Twitter uh, wrestling wrestling Twitter wrestling foots. Okay. We're back. <laughs> yep, we're back. We're back. We got to get into it. It's okay. <laughs> Some Twitter wrestling sleuths. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, they they went through the records. Uh, back in 2010, 10 years ago, The Miz and Randy Orton were were money in the beef, money in the bank briefcase uh, and world champions. Same scenario. Literally mm. ten years ago, Randy Orton was champion. Miz was Money in the Bank briefcase winner. Is it? Is it like, uh, like, like ten years like, to the it's day? Like, it's like right, right, right then. Like right really? There. Yeah, really. Yeah. 
Hmm. I wonder if uh, I wonder if WWE is just on a ten year cycle, and, and now we're going to start seeing more things. I really hope not. I hope not. But I don't know. That kind of worries me. A little bit. I mean, WWE's been known to rehash. I guess is a is a good word. I didn't want to be too like negative with it, but Re- rehash. Yeah. Um. No. I mean, it's it, part of it might be coincidence. Mm-hmm. Um. I do feel as though they really <laughs> put their foot down on deciding that they did not have any faith in Otis. Uh, which, clearly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, which is uh, sad for him, yeah. um, but that is what it is. I mean, here's the thing. You know, like Miz has the briefcase, Randy Orton has the title. Uh, I mean, are we expecting a Miz push? Like, <laughs> exactly. Like, you just busted out laughing even from the thought of it. So, like, I don't really think we need to worry about that necessarily. But at the same time, if you're not going to do anything with the Miz in the briefcase, why did you have him take it off of Otis? A a Miz Randy Orton title feud it just sounds like it's the worst for business. <laughs> I I can't. Would you prefer an Otis and Randy Orton title feud? Almost. I would. I mean, I'll tell you right now. I would. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And then Tucker turned on Otis afterwards, and now Tucker and Otis are having a, a feud. Um, yeah, it's just it's, it's going from bad to worse for Otis. He's yep. he's without Mandy. You know, it's, he's, he's yeah, that's pretty rough, man. Loses the briefcase, Mandy and Tucker. That's yeah. It's uh, I mean, I, it it's, almost it's quite a loss. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it almost makes me think that they that they have like a grander plan for for Otis. You know, I do need to make a slight correction. Otis is actually on SmackDown, so Otis ah. is not on Raw. Okay, uh, Tucker is on Raw. I think um, no, maybe. These rosters are so confusing. Yeah, we'll talk about the rosters here in just a moment. Yeah. Um, no, yes, Tucker is on Raw. Otis is on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. I guess yeah. they're shooting this as an angle for Otis and, and Tucker to have a, a match at Survivor Series because of brand versus brand. Right, right. <sighs> I mean, <laughs> cool, you know? Awesome. Yeah. Um, it goes from, goes from a Money in the Bank briefcase holder to a throwaway match participant sweet awesome (laughs) i mean uh, maybe i'm not being fair by calling that a throwaway match but like is any is anyone around here like clamoring for an otis tucker match (laughs) because like i'm really not personally i mean i'm i'm not either i'm trying to see here actually is if otis not otis if um the miz is on raw or smackdown um I actually don't even see him listed in here. Honestly. He's got to be somewhere. There's no way they let him go. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> All right, you want it, and now you're gone. <laughs> that that man's going to work for WWE until he's like 90. Just wait. Just wait. If he doesn't get his big Hollywood break. Damn, I'm just like. Digging that you're, trench. You're, you're just burying him, burying the Miz, uh, which is funny because oh I, I like I actually really like the Miz, just like from a from like a uh, uh, character standpoint. But M- like Miz and Morrison are officially on Raw. Oh, okay, there you yeah. go. Found found it thanks to Fightful. 
Thanks, Fightful.com. Thanks, Fightful. <laughs> I missed it. I missed the thing. We could have done the ding. It would have been great. Ding! Whatever. Right. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, there you go. Miz, Money in the Bank, uh, Randy Orton also on Raw. You, cool. You, you think Miz will try and cash in on Randy Orton at Survivor Series? I hope he does. And then it's just like comedic and Randy Orton just like demolishes him. That's where I'm at. (laughs) (laughs) You just really hate The Miz today. That's fair, you know? I I mean, like, I don't hate The Miz. It's just like, look, what are you going to do with him? Because, like, you put the briefcase on him. There's only two things that can happen. He can try to cash in and he loses. Yeah. Or he can try to cash in and he wins. Which one do you think is more likely? Yeah. Maybe what he tries to do is he tries to cash in and then he tries to pin both Roman and Randy. And then, oh, like, and then God. Like both just <laughs> just murder him. Not literally, but they, they you know, they do the thing and he's he gets crushed mm-hmm. by both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Um <laughs> could be, man. Could be. It's it's just a strange like decision for me like you you're you're clearly not about to push the Miz, so uh, why ta- why give him the briefcase? Like it just, uh, I'll move on, but like it just doesn't make sense. I agree. No, I I, I agree wholeheartedly. It's it's very strange. Mm. Um. Mm. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm perturbed a little bit. So one of the more talked about matches at Hell in a Cell was Sasha Banks uh, defeating Bailey uh, with the uh, the bank statement. You know, the old, the old tap out, tap, yeah. tap, 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 taparoo. <laughs> there you go. Yep. Um, also in a Hell in a Cell match. Um, I thought this was a great match. Mm-hmm. I, I really, really liked it. Um, I thought that it was a little bit strange, the story that they were trying to tell with the chair and the importance that Bailey was putting on a specific chair when there was all sorts of chairs under the ring. Right. Whatever. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, I, I I really really liked the match. I liked the format. I liked everything that uh, that they did there. I thought it was um, probably one of Sasha Banks' finest matches that she's ever put on, um, and that's with that's with a no surprise. Shining endorsement. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's no surprise because I mean the the, the probably the only match that I th- can think of right at the moment that stands above that is the one that they had at um and and at Takeover Brooklyn, mm-hmm. which is easily a five star match. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I really really like this one. Man, I was surprised you liked it that much. Yeah, well, it's it good. Yeah, well there you have it. No, uh, <laughs> it's a good match. I mean, what do you want me? Uh, what do you want to say? No, I mean, uh, 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 let me ask you this then. Let me ask you this. Um, how do you feel about Sasha taking the title off of her? Uh, some people feel like it's too soon. Some people feel like they could have uh, they could have stretched this storyline out a little bit more. Um, me included, I feel like I, I feel like they could have done a little bit more build up uh, towards uh, a later pay per view, maybe. But what do you think? I think that they've been building this thing since before WrestleMania. Yeah, I feel like they that that this has been the direction they've been going to go, and I think that they felt as though it was for the fans. Uh, it's been fairly obvious that this is the direction that they were going to go. That they were going to go in for sure. And um, I don't think that they would have needed to have Bailey go over Sasha in a match. I think that Bailey did enough as a heel pre-match to where you just absolutely wanted to see Sasha take the title from her. And uh, I think that's that's the best move 
the best move possible is, is to give it to Sasha. And now Sasha is set uh, potentially to face Asuka at Survivor mm. Series, and that's going to be an awesome match. It's true. Uh, you know, and, and I think we all know that for a fact. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think anyone will sit here and say that they're not excited for a Sasha Banks-Asuka match. Now, what the, what they could end up doing is having Bailey interfere against, you know, uh, and, 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 and costing Sasha the match, which mm-hmm. could continue the feud. I could certainly see that happening. Right. That is the WWE way to do things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, well, I guess that that's going to be another thing that we'll, uh, we can talk about here momentarily. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I didn't see all of the match, uh, but from what I did see, uh, I mean, I enjoyed it. The at, at the end of the day, you know, whether you like Bailey and, and Sasha Banks or not, they, they have very, very good chemistry together. They have very good chemistry together, and, and it makes the match flow really, really well. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, from what I saw, I did enjoy the match myself. Uh, I would have personally preferred them to uh, kind of drag this out a little bit longer, but that's, that's it's just me. It is what it is. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. They still could. They still could continue it. Indeed. Mm. Um, Bobby Lashley defeated Slapjack in a special challenge match. Um, so uh, the the burial of <laughs> continues. Uh, you'll also notice that uh, um, uh, Mustafa Mustafa Ali uh, has now revealed himself as the leader. Of retribution, mm-hmm. uh, Stephen. Um, a couple things here. Yeah, thoughts on retribution overall, mm-hmm. but also Mustafa Ali being the leader of retribution. What do you make of it, man? Like it's 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 kind of crazy. It, it is. It, it it honestly is really crazy. Um, I'll, I'll answer here. Sorry. Oh yeah, get in there, man. Uh, I'll answer your first question first. Uh, retribution as a whole. My my thoughts. Um, Yes, please. Why? Those are my <laughs> thoughts. Well, why? Why did they bury retribution? Uh, yeah. Honestly, really even high. further, why are they a thing? Because you you brought them in here, and you know their their thing was you know dismantling WWE, all these things, and they're they're supposed to be the this like this you know powerhouse like enforcement kind of faction thing, and they just lose left and right and back and forth, and, and so. Uh, my hair sorry (laughs) i I have no reason to believe that they're capable of doing what they're setting out to do and i have no reason to be intimidated by them no one on the roster has any reason to be intimidated by them so my question about retribution is why why are they even a thing They, they they continue to get buried yeah they 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 have not looked good since joining the main roster um every time that they come across uh, the hurt business. They they end up getting beaten up. They end up either, getting hurt either by yeah by the hurt business themselves or by any other number of of people on the roster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I just uh, I just don't really get it. You know. Now I do like the addition of Mustafa Ali because he it does add something for him and it gives mm-hmm. Retribution some kind of extra credibility that they didn't otherwise have. Yeah, and that and that was going to be my answer to your second question is uh you know Mustafa Ali. He's better than Retribution, uh, but at the same time, at least he's at least he's got something to do. <laughs> you know, like honestly, I don't know. Fair enough, man. I just well, I, I don't I don't think that the attachment of anyone with Retribution is going to do that person a, any kind of service, really. Right, and uh, and here's the other thing too that we got to think about is that 
previous to Mustafa Ali joining, you had three members of Retribution that were males, right? And, but but four members of the Hurt business, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so you needed to add a fourth male member of Retribution so you can have these giant like multi-man matches that that WWE likes to do with these factions. I mean, Mia Young can hold her own; they could do it. <laughs> Oh, Mia Yim's in the ring. She's smashing <laughs> Shelton Benjamin. <laughs> I don't know. It could happen. Possibly. I don't know. They're weird about those intergender matches, man. They I don't know. do them. I know. I, I know they're weird about it, but like, I don't know. This could be an opportunity to mm-hmm. do it. Who knows? Well, and then, uh, as previously noted, Randy Orton did defeat uh, Drew McIntyre as well. Uh, so there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Hell in a Cell. There, that's that's Hell in a Cell. This brings us going forward into Survivor Series, which will be coming up on November the 22nd. It's being mm-hmm. advertised as 30 years of The Undertaker. Oh. So, um, surprise, surprise, I guess we're going to get The Undertaker. Surprise. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Crazy. Who would have thunk it? Yeah. Who would have thunk it, guys? Um, He's not wrestling, is he? He might be wrestling. I mean, they're advertising 30 years of The Undertaker. i got to I mean, imagine could, could that there's got to be a reason why they would have. He could just be there. I don't know. Currently, the proposed five-on-five Raw versus SmackDown teams, Team Raw, AJ Styles, Keith Lee, Sheamus, and two members of TBD, to, to be determined. Um, I love that wrestler. There you go. He's a great guy. Uh, we'll be squaring off against uh, Team SmackDown, which is as of right now is Kevin Owens and Jey Uso. We will give you updates on who the uh, other members of these teams will be. No NXT. Mm. No NXT involvement this year. It looks like we'll be getting straight up uh, pro- probably just uh, War Games. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's we'll, true. We'll, I... That's a mistake, man. Not the war games, but NXT not being at Survivor Series. Honestly, we'll talk about it here in just a in just a brief moment because I th- yeah. they've got something here planned. Um, Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke, and Lana will comprise of uh, the five on five women's Raw team uh, against uh, Team SmackDown, which is Bianca Belair and four members yet to be determined. Hey, at least Bianca Belair's in there. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, I I like Bianca Belair's chances actually. Yeah, I, I think that she's gonna make a pretty pretty big star making performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will also have Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn because that feud worked three years ago. <laughs> and we'll just try it again. We'll, 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 just, we'll just do it again. They loved it then. It'll be all right. Give it a try. <laughs> um, so we'll see how that works. Uh, again, as previously noted, Oscar versus Sasha Banks. Good stuff. Yes. Great memories. Down for that. Um, and then Randy Orton versus Roman Reigns. Uh, that should also be a fairly intriguing match, I think. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to see what the what the build is like there. Um, and then uh, as far as TakeOver War Games is concerned, Stephen, mm-hmm. because that'll be uh, the night before, um, it looks as though what we will probably be getting is a... Um, Let's see here. When is that? It looks like we'll probably be getting um, Oni Lorcan, Danny Birch, Pat McAfee, oh. and Pete Dunn versus Undisputed Era. 
because Pete Dunne has now aligned himself with Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch, who are now the NXT Tag Team Champions. Okay. Uh, and uh, Pat McAfee has aligned himself with them as their mouthpiece. So okay. So Ma- Pat McAfee uh, is running a new stable, right, trying right. to contest uh, Undisputed Era's dominance over NXT. Hmm. That's interesting. I really thought that we saw the last of Pat McAfee. I really thought we did too, honestly. Like, uh, like, but I, I even remember saying, you know, after that match with him and Adam Cole, that we were like, "Wait, he was he was actually like not bad," you know. It wasn't bad. I don't want it again, dude. Pl- please, wh- I, just, I, I, there's no reason for it. There's like, like Pat, if you're watching, I'm sorry. I, I. I don't have anything against you. Mm. I just don't care about you. Ooh. Right? I just don't burn. Jesus Christ. I just just don't want want to see you wrestle again. Right. right. Like, I don't mind you on commentary or, you know, wearing your shorts at WrestleMania or whatever (laughs) it is the hell that you want to do. It's perfectly fine. But I don't mind your shorts, man. Yeah, it was fine. I'm wearing shorts right now. You just can't see them (laughs) because this camera's too high. Uh, But. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, watch, man. He he's gonna he's gonna surprise us again. He might wait. Look, look, he he might, and that's totally fine. Like, it, I'll just throw my hands up and be like, you know what? Okay, fine. It's Pat McAfee. He did it. Look, w- William Regal trusts him. Apparently, Trip trusts him. Apparently, apparently. I, I mean, I don't know. Um, I I share a lot of the same sentiment with you. Um, I don't. I don't need the celebrity appearances, especially not in NXT. That being said, though, I mean, it, it was a decent match between Pat and Adam Cole. Like, I, I'm sorry, it was. It, it was a decent match. And, and I'm I mean, sorry, you feel that way. <laughs> I mean, look, man, it was if, fine. If, it was fine. If Pat has has been, uh, you know, training real hard in, in these last few months, and he wants to jump in on a War Games match. I don't know. More power to him, man. Yeah, I'll I'll give the devil his due. He performed far better than I would have ever given him any hope to to perform. Yeah. Yeah. That said, I I, I don't like this, like, celebrity angle kind of stuff. Like, maybe they see him as one of their own now. I don't know. Yeah. I I mean, it's, it's certainly possible. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, I'm, Cautiously optimistic, basically. <laughs> Cautiously optimistic, because he did surprise me that one time. I'm not a mega fan of him or anything, um, but we'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. We'll see how it goes. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Um, let's let's move on to some more WWE news. Uh, Netflix has announced that they are working in partnership with WWE to produce a multi-part Vince McMahon documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, this is per uh, Bleach Report and writer uh, Paul Kasabian. A WWE chairman and CEO Vince McMahon will be subject of a multi-part Netflix documentary per WWE President and Chief Revenue Officer Nick Khan. Khan? Tony Khan? Hmm. Um, this was originally reported by Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Bill Simmons, who founded The Ringer and the and co-created ESPN's 30 for 30 documentary series, will be an executive producer per Alex McCarthy of Talk Sport. Uh, Simmons has also served 
as an executive producer for the 2018 HBO documentary Andre the Giant, which covered the life of pro wrestler, uh, of the pro wrestling uh, legend and actor. Uh, per Meltzer, the uh, McMahon piece will be one of the highest budgeted documentaries in Netflix history. Chris Smith, who directed Fire, the greatest party that never happened. Uh, about oh, fi- that, that's a great documentary. F- Firefest. I, yeah. I never saw it, but I always heard good things. It's a really great documentary. Um, it will be the documentary's director, per Jeremy Lambert, of Fightful. The documentary announcements were made on WWE's third quarter financial call, per Tyler Treese of WrestleZone. Mm. There you go. Interesting. So, Stephen... What do you want to see out of this Vince McMahon docu series? Uh, I mean, really, the the main thing I want to, I just want to hear stories. <laughs> really, I, I just want to hear like unreleased stories about you know how Vince McMahon is, you know, backstage and with wrestlers and things like that. I, I know we've heard we've we've heard you know good amount of stories in, in the years, but uh, these documentaries are are always they're always about you know bringing out bringing things to light you know things that people don't know about so i want to hear some stories i want to hear some stories the only thing that that's interesting is uh since wwe is like you know involved in some way it, it's going to be very uh pro vince mcmahon which yeah. is the only thing that i'm worried about now i'm not saying vince mcmahon's like the devil or anything and like obviously you know vince mcmahon is he's not a perfect guy but it, but he's not you know the worst guy in the world or anything but i'm worried that we're only really going to see the the side that wwe wants us to see well and you know? and i'm glad that you said that because i think that the, that, that that's going to be 100% true we're going to only really get what WWE wants us to be able to see. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, there is a small glimmer of hope that I have because ESPN and particularly the 30 for 30 docu-series that they do um, has a really good reputation of getting the, the nitty-gritty of things. Mm. Even when uh, like something is really, really guarded, they, they really do their best investigative work towards it. And even if WWE employers themselves won't come right out and be like, well, yeah, well, back in 1980, blah, 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 Vince McMahon, he got me full of them steroids. Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, you know, there, you know, something like that could happen. Right, right. I mean, they, they might be able to find stories of other people they might be able to find other sources who will be able to back up and 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 make uh claims that wwe probably won't like mm-hmm. let's be perfectly honest here folks of course uh, yeah. i mean there's there's plenty of things that wwe does not want you to know i, I can guarantee that right i mean that's any company that's not just wwe but just speaking the facts like that's 100 percent true mm. Yeah. So there, there is a, a slight glimmer of hope that I have that mm-hmm. that there will be some revelations and that there will be uh, some stories told that maybe you know Vince McMahon wouldn't otherwise, um, I don't know, be involved in, right? Uh, or or want really put out in the air. What what I am um, concerned about, and I, I don't mean to be macabre or um, uh, wishing unwell upon anybody. It's a good word, macabre. It's a good word. Um, this I don't is, even know this, what that means. That's, that's interesting. interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> the timing of this 
is mm. is is quite strange. Um, also, Vince, Vince McMahon is getting older. He is, as we all do, day by day. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Wearing days go by. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, that's on the internet forever. It is. Look at that. That's crazy. <laughs> um, crazy how the internet works. <laughs> what I'm wondering is how. Um, how did we get to this decision? Like, is Vince mm. McMahon in his older age reflecting upon life? I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not, not at all saying that something has happened that we don't know about that that WWE wouldn't want us to know about that's going on with Vince. I'm not saying that at all. He's actually I, a lizard. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't have any insider information, nor would I would ever want to allege something that may not be true. Mm. Right, of course. But I'm I'm just curious if something's happened in Vince's life right now that's making him reflect uh, on on you know you know all the the years that he spent working and 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 all the work that he's put into this company. I'm I'm just wondering if there's what are you something... getting at, Tanner? I don't know, man. Maybe he's about to sell the company. Maybe he's about to step down. Maybe you know. Maybe this is a celebration of him before. You know, before he all puts it down, you know, I don't mm. know. I, I mean, I, again, I'm not alleging that he's he's ill or anything no. like that. I would never do such a thing. But no. what I'm simply saying is, like, there's never ever been the pondering of Vince of a Vince McMahon documentary until now. It's true because they would never, they would never do such a thing. He would never want such a thing. He's he's said many times himself that he would not want to be in the uh, WWE Hall of Fame while he's still alive, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you know, Vince is a very protected uh, and, and and protective kind of guy. Um, why all of a sudden, I guess, openness to being accessible? Right. I I mean, I, I'm over here making jokes, but like I I no, understand I, get it. I I understand your point for sure. I mean, uh, like you said, we all you know we were we all get older, and, and uh, uh, of course. You know, Vince has said he he, you know, for for lack of a better word, he's he's always wanted to to stay involved with WWE. You know, till till the very end. Um, so I mean, maybe maybe this is the very end. You know, not not in terms of like <laughs> like no, Vince isn't like dead. He he's not dying. I, I don't want to I don't want to allege that at all. I'm not saying that, but like no, maybe he has decided that that you know now's the time. Maybe now is the time to step down. Yeah. I, I don't know, but uh, I mean, I didn't even think of that uh, when you when you first told me about this. Um, now I'm thinking about it. So again, know. I'm not alleging anything. No, no, I'm not. I would never wish anything like that. No, I'm just simply saying the timing is a bit interesting. Yeah, I, it's certainly something to think about. Um, but I, I mean, at the end of the day, sounds like it's going to be a good documentary. Honestly. Uh, that that uh that Firefest documentary that they had on Netflix was very very good. I highly recommend uh, you guys check that out if you haven't seen it. I, I did really enjoy it. So if it's the same director as that one, already off to a good start. Plus it's a it's a subject matter that I care a lot about. So I'm down. I'll watch it. Well, there you go. Day one. Wow. Maybe I. Can, I mean, what else am I watching? Maybe I I'm can just rewatching The Office right now. They, oh, well, good for you. Yeah, it's a good show. Break me off a piece of that. Football cream. <laughs> Anyways, maybe I can convince uh, Mrs. Headlock talk to to watch it. Um, I recommend it. 
Let's see here. Some some news that's non-news. Matt Riddle's name has now been changed simply just to Riddle. And Matt Riddle seems to be okay with it. Dumb. Um, Dumb. Dumb. Yeah, I mean... Stop taking people's first names away. What, like... What is this, like the 90th person they've done that to? At least at least Chad Gable's Chad Gable again. Or is he just Gable? That we know of. Yeah, I don't know. He He said that he quit. And, oh, and then and then obviously he's not he's not quit. I mean, right, of we're course, just, we're just waiting. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let me see. The last little bit of news here before we get to uh, uh, some of our closing segments. Um, WWE, uh, I, I believe, started shutting down Twitch streams of wrestlers uh, with uh, wrestlers yeah. such as AJ Styles. Uh, posting that, uh, that that the Twitch stream is going to be going down. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were, you know, wrestlers including him and Cesaro and others were were reaching out into the their Twitch communities. I am know kind of what's been going on. Uh, Paige was actually in the middle of a Twitch stream when the news broke, and uh, she was very critical of, very. The, of that. Yeah. Uh, you know, with with um, I've I've got a few different quotes here, and th- mm-hmm. this is from Paige directly uh, that I'm going to be quoting. Um, there may be a time where I have to stop streaming. I'll have to walk away. If I have to leave, uh, we have to make it uh, today and uh, and Saturday. Uh, we have to make today and Saturday expletive crazy. Um, I've honestly gotten to the point where I cannot deal with this company anymore. Now I have to make a very important decision. Uh, I'm tired, man. I broke my neck twice. Twice for this company. Uh, uh, and that she said that she was overworked. Um, so she, she kept repeating that she had broken her neck twice and that basically she, she can't work for WWE anymore, obviously, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, that this is, this is her one, uh, realm of escape. Right. Um, and yet, uh, you know, this is, this is one more thing that WWE is taking away from, uh, from its talent that is supposedly independent contractor, Steven. Supposedly. Yeah. Mm. Um, I mean, look, I agree with Paige, honestly. Um, I, I don't know if, uh, you know, a, a public forum like Twitch is a, a good place to, you know, air your grievances necessarily, but I, I will say I agree with all of her points, honestly. I mean, we, we've talked about this before. I mean, like, it's, it's kind of crap, you know, yeah. it, it's absolute crap, you know, that, uh, they, they have all these. You know, there, there's really two things here. One, that they have all this power over their independent contractors, but then at the same time that you're taking taking away, you know, a, a, a platform to connect with fans and a platform to, uh, you know, uh, generate more money for yourself. Uh, and, and that shouldn't be allowed. Uh, I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna be working for a company to the point where they're able to dictate you know, the, the kind of content that you as a person are able to put out into the world, you're an employee. Like you, like a hundred percent, you're an employee of that company. That that's Mm -hmm. how every company that has ever existed has operated. And really with, with, with this coming out about, you know, WWE stance on the, on the twitches and and shutting those down. I, I really think that this might be the final thing where uh, you know a lot of these wrestlers finally come together and be like, "Look, no, I'm an employee of this company. Like, you're not you're not going to treat me like an employee, but then not give me like the benefits of an employee and all these types of things." And, and I really, I honestly hope 
that that this is the final nail in that coffin, and, and that this this crap ends, man. Because like it's, I stopped short of saying exploitation, but it almost is, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I, it's, I, I, it's ridiculous. I, I agree, man. I agree. Uh, let's so heated. I just get so busy. <laughs> so busy nowadays. Uh. <laughs> oh goodness. Uh, let, let's let's uh, kind of recap some of some of the stuff that we've already talked about here so far mm-hmm. in a little bit of a game that we like to call this or that. Yes, indeed. This is where uh, I pose to Steven some questions and we debate over uh, just a select a few topics and then we'll then we'll get on out of here. Okay, we'll just, we'll just, we'll just, we'll just let's go. Um, uh, Steven, this or that? Mm. This year's G1 Finals or last year's G1 Finals? Uh, last year's, for sure, for me. I, uh, you know, like I said at the top of the show, uh, I would have loved Sonata to win. I, I think Sonata winning his, his first one, uh, you know, redeeming LIJ is a much better story than uh, Ibushi just kind of maintaining his awesomeness which like abushi's awesome don't get me wrong but like if the story is abushi's just great it's like okay yeah i already knew that yeah, like yeah abushi's awesome yeah like you know like we, we <laughs> you don't need to tell me that in a story you know uh if sonata had won this year i probably would have said this year uh but yeah j- just for this question how everything shook out uh, definitely last year's G1 final for me. Mm-hmm. I would agree with with last year's G1 final being the better one simply because I just liked the match better. It's yeah, it was a great match. Absolutely. Last year's G1 final as as interference and bullet club you know whatever it mm-hmm. is, right? Um I liked that story. I liked the the idea of Abushi being able to to push through against all odds through injuries through Constant interference through Jay White's manipulation of everything. Yeah, um, I just liked that story better. Um, it seems though they had a lot of big things planned for this year's G One. Obviously, not a lot of those things were able to pan out in the way that they wanted to. Right, uh, and that could be for a multitude of different reasons. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I I do like last year's version compared to this year's version. Though I will say. Um, I am very, um, and not a lot of people out there really like the idea of doing another uh, Naito versus Ibushi match, mm-hmm. but I do. Yeah. I do like the idea of another Naito versus Ibushi match. I like it. I'm fine with it. Yeah. Um, Steven, uh, which do you prefer? The new WWE Raw roster mm. or the new WWE SmackDown roster? Mm. This mm. or that? Yeah. Um, for me, I think, honestly, I think I got to go with Raw for this one. Yeah. Uh, specifically, uh, you know, it's got a lot of, honestly, a lot of my favorites. And it's got AJ Styles, Randy Orton, uh, you know, Matt Riddle, Jeff Hardy, Keith Lee, Ricochet. It's also got, you know, The New Day. It's got The Hurt Business. It's got Miz and Morrison. Uh, it's got Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. Meh. But it also has Asuka and Naomi. Lacey Evans, yeah, I, I got to go with Raw on this one. It is, it is fairly close though. It is fairly close. You know, SmackDown has, you know, Sami Zayn, Daniel Bryan's, Seth Rollins, Alistair Black, Big E. You know, th- there's a lot of really good people on SmackDown as well. But I think Raw is just that much more stacked. 
they they need to sort out what the heck they're gonna do with Alistair Black. I agree. Like I like, agree. Like it's it's awful. Like the whole situation is awful. I do like the SmackDown roster ever so slightly more because really? I like I like the women's division for SmackDown more. Mm. Um, Bianca Belair, man, I I agree. Yeah, on the SmackDown. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Bianca Belair is probably my my favorite uh, main roster uh, women's wrestler right now. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. I've been high on B- Bianca Belair ever since NXT, honestly. And, and Bianca Belair has been one of those instances of an NXT call-up actually working out very, very well. Um, 90% of them do not. To, so to see Bianca be as good as she was in NXT on the main roster, it kind of like in spite of everything that happens with NXT call-ups, props to her, man. Yeah, I mean, you, so just a quick glance here at the SmackDown roster. Alistair Black, uh, let's see here, Apollo Crews, uh, Buddy Murphy, Big E. Oh, good thing they got Cesaro, King Corbin. Chad Gable, Daniel Bryan, yes. Uh, they do have King Corbin. I'm sorry, I had to. Uh, Kevin Owens. Um, I mean, again, yeah, the only thing that I see here is is that uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, Seth Rollins, Sami Zayn. It's a good roster. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, you've got King Corbin and Lars Sullivan, which are two black eyes uh, on, on the roster for different reasons, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Lars Sullivan. I mean, do we... do? Do, do we got to explain? No. Okay. I don't think we do. I think the list. And, and, and then and then um Baron Corbin is just horrible. Yeah, he's, yeah <laughs> he's, he's just he's just awful. He's just it's just, yeah. it's just bad. Um I have got nothing against Baron Corbin. I'm just saying. I mean not as a person. Yeah, no. not as a person. No. No. But like he's very boring in my <laughs> opinion, but I I mean that's that's not entirely his fault like i I don't want to put that all on him you know i don't have anything against him it's just like whenever whenever the character of king corbin comes on the screen i'm just like oh my god can we end this i don't need this (laughs) but you know it is what it is of course and then and then the women's division i mean bailey bianca belair Mm -hmm. um let me see here Liv morgan uh sasha banks selena vega riot squad got a yep Got, yeah. got a good, yeah. Got a good roster there. I think for SmackDown. Yeah, I will concede that that SmackDown's women's roster is is uh, definitely better than Raw's. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, for for me, the the standouts for uh, on Raw are Asuka and Naomi and Charlotte Flair. Um, th- those are like the the big ones, really. But indeed, indeed. Um, let me see here. More this or that, Stephen. Mm-hmm. Um, let, let's let's. Move over to some AEW type news. Yeah, AEW. Um, Cody Rhodes made quite the controversial claim that has the internet talking. Mm-hmm. Is the TNT AEW TNT Championship the most valuable championship? Like, is it is it more important than the AEW World Title? Like, is it so? Is it you know this or that AEW TNT title or AEW World Title? This or that? What's more important? What is this a joke, Cody? <laughs> are, are you serious right now? <laughs> I mean, he... uh, no. The TNT title is, is not more important than the world title. Uh, no. Mm. 
I don't believe yeah, that. Cody said that it is it is the most prized possession in in, in world wrestling. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I, I disagree. I disagree. I, I mean, it's it's certainly uh, you know held held up the uh, the mid card of AEW a hundred percent. You know, there's been been a lot of uh, I mean, not a lot of, but some good title runs from from Cody and from Brody as well. Um, you, you know, they've they've brought up a lot of young talent to challenge for it as well, which uh, I, I think right there is probably the most important thing that the TNT title does is, uh, you know, provide an, an avenue for, uh, you know, some younger guys to, to maybe get in the title scene. Um, but is it more important than the AEW world title? No, it like it, it's just not. Absolutely not. Yeah, no. Uh, let, let's be very real here. Uh, Cody's simply trying to sell of course the viewer on how he feels about his title mm-hmm. right well and he's also trying to do he he's also trying to make something happen that we're doing right now talk about it he's trying to get people yeah. to talk about it yeah. uh which you know that's what success. we're success here we are here we are know? so it uh the the end goal w- was correct from Cody but it's a false statement <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Uh and then last but not least here, uh Steven, this or that, is Drew McIntyre buried or nah? Um I'm gonna say nah hmm. like tentatively, right? Because I need to see more going forward before I necessarily like say yes or no. Um right now, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Like, yes, he did lose to, lose to Randy, but he had, for all intents and purposes, a very solid title run for a lot of this year, and, and I don't think that can be can be discounted too much. You know, um, yeah, he he lost the title, but like that, the title is very important, but it's also not everything. You know, and, mm-hmm. and there there's certainly multiple things that they can do to bring Drew McIntyre back into the fold if they want to. Um, like we had, like we had mentioned, they're obviously building towards Randy and edge. So, uh, where drew McIntyre fits in there, if at all, I don't know, but I I wouldn't say it's just like, Oh yeah, drew drew's dead. No way. Like, I I don't want to say it that definitively yet. You know what I mean? I don't think that he is buried at all. Um, I, I think that no matter what they do with him or Randy Orton or edge going forward, I think that you're still going to have um, Drew McIntyre being a. Uh, it's okay, Steven. <laughs> you're still going to have Drew McIntyre uh, playing a big part uh, in Raw and in WWE in general. I think that he proved himself as being worthy of being the top guy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I think a lot of what happens at WrestleMania is going to hinge on. Edge's status, if he's good to go, mm-hmm. if uh, you know, um, by Royal Rumble time or by, um, you know, WrestleMania, whatever it might be, it is possible uh, that he could, um, you know, not be a hundred percent, or he he might be rearing and ready to go right now. I right. don't know, right? Um, but um, yeah, tricep injuries are not easy. Uh, so we'll we'll see what happens there, mm-hmm. um, but no, Drew McIntyre is not buried. I think that he's still going to be very much in the game um, 
for the long term, and I think they're just waiting on another opportunity for fans to come back around to put to, to give him another opportunity because he does deserve uh, to have that kind of victory in front of fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Good stuff. Uh, let's do a quick preview because AEW Full Gear is next weekend, mm-hmm. Stephen, mm-hmm. and we'll be doing a review of that show next week's episode. Yeah, look oh, at that. Snap. There it is. Snap sucks. There you go. Whatever. Yeah, this is quality content here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's do a, a run through here of the matches. Hangman Adam Page will be facing Kenny Omega in an AEW Championship uh, uh, tournament final match. Winner gets a future AEW World Title shot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Steven, uh, this is the this for me is the big match heading into the show for sure. Uh, two former tag team partners. With a lot of animosity towards each other, um, what do you think here, man? Oh, I thought you were going to say something else. Sorry. No. Um, <laughs> so, th- uh, I-, I definitely agree with you. This is really the this is the big match uh, of this show, in in my opinion as well. I, I mean, this is where we're going to see what I mean, where the two of them are going from here. You know, are they going to make up? Are they going to? Uh, you, you know, just further dig that hole uh, of their their past friendship. Uh, does does Kenny go full cleaner? D- does Hangman turn on Kenny? You know, like there, there's so many different things that they can do here, and this match is very important for what happens next for both of those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I'm really excited for it. I, I do think uh, I, I don't know how, but I do think Kenny will win. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm very excited to see how. I think Kenny will win as well. It, it will mark a year since they had their lights out match. Mm. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, the, the implication going forward is that Kenny still remembers the lights out match with John Moxley. Mm-hmm. He remembers that fall that he took onto the, the boards the bare boards, yep. um, and he'll remember John Moxley uh, just bringing as much pain and punishment to Kenny Omega as he's ever had in his life. Yeah. Um, so I I agree with you in that I would expect fully for Kenny Omega mm-hmm. uh, to win this match. Yeah. Um, but but as uh, as it is oftentimes with AEW, it's it's all about the journey, man. It's all about the journey and how we get there. You know, like the you know we we talked about the uh, the Hangman and Kenny Omega versus the Young Bucks match, and you know the the ending of that match. Uh, really didn't matter almost it, it was the journey throughout the match and what they were telling the the story they were telling throughout the match and so that's really what i'm super excited about for this mm. because this is like uh i i, I say this sometimes that this is like uh, a culmination of aew canon you know like all the backstory that they that they've pulled uh you know through you know being the elite through all of the pay-per-views all of the the backstage interviews and segments like this is the culmination of all of that you know yeah Nope, you're right, man. Uh, it, it, and, and and I'm excited for this match. Yes, it's gonna be yes. good. It's gonna be really good. Oh yeah. Um, let me see here. What else do we have on the card? Cody will be defending the AEW TNT Championship against uh, Darby Allen. Um, I think it's a little bit early for a title change, but I, I I mean it would be a nice opportunity to put Darby over if Cody was to lose. Yeah, I mean I, I don't I wouldn't think that uh that 
What is that? It's oh, a sorry. Motorcycle um, outside. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't think that they would uh, put it on Darby either, personally. Um, it, it is just a little too early. But at, at the same time, I mean, Darby is uh, is very over. Dar- Darby is very over. And, and so, I, I mean, maybe they might want to give it a shot. Maybe something new, you know? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be a good match, though. Uh, this next match, I absolutely hate the stipulation, mm. but they are doing a very. I mean, this is this is a match that has been eagerly anticipated. I've been wishing for this match for quite some time. FTR versus the Young Bucks with the AEW Tag Team Championships on the line. If the Young Bucks lose, however, they will never be able to challenge for the AEW Tag Team Championship again. Mm-hmm. This is dumb. It's it's not a it's not a good stipulation. This is a dumb stipulation. Yeah, we've already seen that it's it's tied down Cody, mm-hmm. but at least Cody has an out because there's another. They created another singles title. This is what the <laughs> yeah. Young Bucks do. They do tag team wrestling. Mm-hmm. I get that both Matt and Nick Jackson, more so Nick Jackson, are decent singles competitors, right? Um, uh, oftentimes even good in Nick's case. Um, not that Matt is a bad singles wrestler, but th- this is what they do. They do tag team wrestling. It's it's it's, it's the Young Bucks, man. Like, yeah. You're you're telling me that you expect me to not ever see the Young Bucks hold the tag team titles, right? Come on now, this is dumb. Yeah, uh, I mean this this almost. Uh, I, I mean, unless they want to do you know some weird trickery down the line and be like, oh well, I had my fingers crossed or, or you know something, <laughs> but. Uh, I mean, this basically tells us that the Young Bucks are winning. I mean, they should win. I, I if mean, they don't win, I mean, I, I mean that that would be terrible. Yeah. Why, why would they not win I in mean, this it match? Certainly wouldn't make any sense to me. I, I will say that. Um, I mean, if they if they lose that match and are under that stipulation in AEW, that's a very strange decision. If they decide to go that route, um, I I don't see themselves tying them tying themselves down mm-hmm. with with that kind of thing. So, uh, I mean, for me, it's it, at this point, it's almost guaranteed that the Young Bucks will win, you know? Mm-hmm. John, know. John Moxley versus Eddie Kingston in an I Quit match for the AEW World title. Uh, I expect this to be brutal. Mm-hmm. I expect this to be awesome. I expect it to be violent. And I would still expect for John Moxley to be champion at the end of the night here, Steven. Yep. I completely agree. Uh, I mean, this is going to be a very, very good match. I have no doubt about that. Um, but, nah, Eddie's not winning the title. There's no way. <laughs> Just um, is what it is. Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara in an elite deletion match. Elite. Uh, deletion. Delete. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure what an elite deletion match is. Um, I've been out of the loop, so if they've explained it, my bad. Uh, but... Um, from from what I can tell here, uh, they're they're gonna try and run this thing back one more time without Matt Hardy cracking his head on concrete. Yeah, that's that's the thing I'm worried about, man. Uh, keep this thing in the ring, y'all. Keep keep it in the ring. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't even necessarily know exactly what went down with with that you know nasty fall from Matt Hardy. I don't know if it was Matt Hardy's fault. I don't know if it was Sammy's fault. I don't really know. Um, it, it Nor do we have to know. No, I mean, it, it, almost, being, it almost doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, it, it doesn't matter. The, the point is, is that it happened. And then, uh, you know, uh, 
a lot of stuff allegedly was said and unsaid mm-hmm. and and not said uh and from there uh, you know it's uh, we ended up with Matt Hardy being on the shelf healthy for an extended amount of time yeah um, i mean whatever whatever that means you know um yeah I, that that's what i'm worried about honestly i just uh i hope i hope this match is in the ring and i hope it's a uh you know, it can still be a good match while being a very safe match, and I really hope it is a very safe match because uh, Matt Hardy, man, you can't be taking bumps like that. Like that, that hurt my soul mm. when I when I watched it. Like, and I'm not even like trying to be hyperbolic to be funny. Like that, that hurt me. Like it was hard to watch, dude. And I don't want to see that again, honestly. Uh, we have Hikaru Shida defending the AEW Women's World Championship match against Nyla Rose, who will be accompanied by Vicky Guerrero. Uh, Excuse me. <laughs> uh, I again, I maybe it's me being out of loop on AEW stuff entirely. Mm-hmm. I still expect Hikaru Shida to win this match. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, I would as well. Um, Hikaru Shida's been very good. They, she's been their their best women's champion by far, uh, in, in my opinion. Uh, that being said, Nala Rose has gotten so much better. So much better than... Sorry, I just spiked the hell out of the mic. No, you're fine. So much better than, than when she first started in AEW. So if she takes the title off of Hikaru, I'm kind of okay with it. Because like her her matches have been very good. They've mm. been very good recently, mm. and, and I I remember uh, you know when we first started talking about uh, dynamite and and Nyla was the champion there. We were like, oh man, she's just so green. You know, she she just needs she just needs more time, needs more experience, and then and then maybe come back to this later. And honestly, this could be that time that we were talking about where like this could be later where she has the experience and she does have the time to you know be be a pretty solid champion. So. Um, I would prefer if Hikaru, uh, you know, retains here. But if, uh, I don't know, if not the Rose takes, it's not the end of the world. I'm kind of okay with it. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Um, let me see here. Uh, last but not least, we also have Chris Jericho versus MJF in a singles match. If MJF wins, he is allowed to join the inner circle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, we had the, uh, the the nice musical number. The that- greatest segment of 2020. <laughs> a very low bar uh, <laughs> to be uh, setting here. Um, no, I mean, what are your just a slight tangent? What are your opinions on that on that segment? I'm really curious. Um, honestly, yeah, um, honestly, it, MJF was a far better singer for, of that song than Chris Jericho was. Uh, that's certainly true. Yeah, uh, that was not Chris Jericho's style. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that fit MJF. And after thanks to you, we got to hear. I got to hear MJF doing some more singing from mm-hmm. a from a uh, previous uh, live event. I guess that went down or mm-hmm. some at, at, at an, another promotion. Some angle that he was um, on. Yeah. But yeah, he uh, he. I saw him sing, or I heard, got to hear him sing another song. He's pretty good singer very good singer yeah yeah uh so mjf uh will he join the inner circle maybe i don't know i don't know steven i'm on the fence for this match here yeah uh i think he will i I do think he will honestly um they're they're (laughs) look 
if you if you don't like that segment, if you do like it, it it's whatever. But they're they're obviously putting a lot of eggs in that basket of the relationship between Chris Jericho and MJF, and I don't think that they would take that big of a risk with a segment like that if they were just going to kind of have Chris Jericho beat MJF and then have have that whole thing fizzle out. And, and so I think just honestly, just based on that segment alone, uh, maybe not alone, but that segment. Um, I do think MJF will win here, and I do think he will join Inner Circle. Hmm. They're building something with that with that relationship between the two of them, and I don't think they're going to throw that away. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that being said, it's time for us to take a deep dive down into, of course, our final segment, If Wishes Were Fishes. <laughs> Indeed. If Wishes Were Fishes is the game that we like to play at the end of our show where we each take turns making a wrestling-related wish and the other one grades said wish in terms of fish. Yes, indeed. Hmm. indeed yes, indeed. indeed. So uh, this is our, our first If Wishes Were Fishes back uh, for season two of Headlock Talk. We've mm-hmm. got 12 episodes locked and loaded here for this season. Uh, and then, of course, we'll... Uh, We'll take a little bit of a break and then come back for season three. But this being episode one of season two, Stephen, mm-hmm. got got to make some big impact here with this wish. Yes, indeed. Mm. What you what you thinking? Oh, you want you want me to go first? I you go you first. want to go first? Or you want me to go first? I can go first. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we uh so we saw the WWE draft, right? Um, some questionable choices, but some good choices too. Uh, one questionable choice that I had was uh the the splitting up of New Day. Uh, and, and so now you have part of New Day on, on SmackDown with Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston, but then you, or is it the other way around? It's the other way around. Uh, they are on Raw, and Big E is on uh, is on SmackDown. Um, and, and so we're we're basically left with a hole in, in New Day, yes. and, and they're going to need something to do, right? Um, so I mean, they could still be. New I mean, Day. they don't. I mean, yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, I, more I, mean, I get your point. I, I'm curious to know what you think. Yeah, you I, I more mean that uh, Big E needs something to do. And uh, uh, and what I propose, uh, if wishes were fishes, I would love for us to finally get, even if he, even if it doesn't win, even if it doesn't end in like a, a glamorous, you know, like title challenge and everything, I want to see Big E challenge Roman Reigns. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's what I would like to see as well. Um it's 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 funny that you said that because I uh, I mean I actually was gonna make a similar kind of wish. Oh really? Um, yeah. No. Um, <laughs> I I just like it. It look Big E doesn't need to be the universal champion. I'm not saying that, but Big E is. He's so good. Yeah. He he's very very good, and, and I think this is a perfect opportunity to showcase that. Now that you know he's still in New Day, obviously, but now that he's kind of on on his own and doesn't have that same backup that he normally does, now's the time to showcase his singles talent. Hmm. Mm, mm. uh, well, I, I'm certainly going to give you four killer whales because Ooh. that's a a killer wish, and well, uh, and it's and it's a big fish. For, that for, is a very for, big for, for big E. It's about this big. It's pretty big. It's a, I, I'm, I'm slightly larger than I. Than, than, oh, yeah. I would, Maybe that big? Yeah, maybe a little bit. I've never seen a killer whale in my life. They're they're big, Stephen. Oh, okay. Very big fish. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're we're talking about big, big, big big fish. fish. Okay. Okay. Um. So yeah. 
Um, well, thank you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, what I was going to say is uh, if wishes were fishes for me, um, I would say that, uh, yeah, as far as Big E is concerned, um, if wishes were fishes, uh, because we do know that they, they oftentimes switch back and forth the winner of the Royal Rumble being from Raw, being from SmackDown, being from Raw, whatever. Right. They oftentimes do that. Um, but I would make Big E the winner of the Royal Rumble. Nice. If, if, if Wishes Were Fishes, Big E would win the Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah. And go on and challenge Roman Reigns. I certainly like that. That See, that's that's like... That's like the one tier up from my wish because that you you got you got like some setup in there too with, with the with the win <laughs> yeah, at Royal Rumble just, just a little bit yeah that, no that's beautiful uh, I'm gonna give you seven octopi yep I'll, I'll take I'll take the octopus it's mm-hmm. good good fish it is is mm-hmm. it a fish I don't even know I don't know what the distinction of like what makes a fish a fish gills I guess uh, I mean do octopus not have gills. Oh, I I would suppose they do, yeah. So I guess that makes them a fish. I don't really know. I'm not an octopus expert. We're not marine biologists. No, we just uh, talk about fish very often. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, folks. Well, with that being said, um, we got to get out of here. Mm. Um, but uh, we want to take the time to thank you guys again uh, for for tuning in here, S- season two, episode one of Headlock Talk. Uh, we are back. It feels good. Glad we could have a sit down and chat about stuff with uh, with you, Steven. Absolutely. About, talk about wrestling. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back again next week uh, with more stuff on the YouTubes as well as uh, on podcast form. Uh, we'll be talking about AEW Full Gear 2020, mm. uh, which will be a good show. And uh, we want to ask that you uh, please take the time. If you haven't yet done so already, uh, subscribe uh, to us uh, wherever you're listening or viewing this show. Um, If you're watching it on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Hit the bell as well for all notifications, letting you know when future episodes of Headlock Talk will be available. Um, And um, also, you know, just uh, share it with your friends. Yeah. Tell tell your friends about Headlock Talk. Mm -hmm. If you're listening to us on podcasts, uh, make sure to hit that subscribe button. Leave a five-star rating review wherever you're listening that'd be greatly appreciated as well and thanks again uh, to our friends over at Super Kicks mm-hmm. you can go to superkicks.com S-P-R-K-I-X uh, for all of your wrestling apparel needs uh, use promo code HLT10 for 10% off on your purchase that is a uh, good stuff there Steven oh yeah yeah no it's, I, I'm excited to to see these shirts I'm excited to, yes. to see them get them in my hands and wear them because I they look great. They do look like they look great, great shirts, mm. and they uh, they they said it's kind of a like a lightweight kind of flexible material, which is mm. which is the kind mm. of shirts that I really like. Yes, I've I've got my eyes on them. So uh so uh, guys over at Super Cakes, if you're listening, hit us up. Mm-hmm. You know, we uh we, we would like to we'd like to know more about these shirts. Yes, indeed. And listeners, go to sprkix.com and use mm-hmm. promo code HLT10 to get your very own shirt. Yeah, ten percent off. Or, or beanie. Or beanie or, or sweatshirt. It, it is getting to be winter time. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, sweatshirts, hoodies, jackets, all that good stuff. Super yep. Kicks has you covered. Yes, so indeed. good stuff there. Um, anyway, I'm of course the Texas gentleman Tanner Pruitt, and as always with me here, the one, the only, Mister Stephen Crudy. Appreciate you guys listening. 
Thank you guys. Take care. Have yourselves a great day. And uh, make sure, again, hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, uh, hit the, uh, if, you, if you go, you'll see uh, my, my Twitter handle's above there. Steven's Twitter handle is, is, is over there that way. And then, uh, yeah, subscribe to YouTube and, 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 the, and, the, and the, 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 the Twitter, which is that way. Yep, that, yep, that, there we go. All right. Thanks again, guys. I'm the Texas Gentleman, Tanner Pruitt. Of course, with me, the one, the only Mr. Stephen Grudy. Thank you again for rejoining us here on Headlock Talk. Later, y'all. Bye-bye. Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts, we focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. Whether you're kicking it in the sticks or kicking it at home, lounge in upholstery with a contemporary feel designed for relaxed living with the Brantley Gilbert Collection at Morris Home. Enter online at morrisathome.com win for your chance to win a guitar personally autographed by Brantley Gilbert or one of many Morris Home gift cards to upgrade your home today. That's morrisathome.com win for your chance to win from Morris Home.